Welcome to the Wealth Standing Podcast. This is episode 269. Today is July 11th, 2018. I'm your host, John Pugliano. I'm also the founder and money manager at investablewealth.com. This week, I'm out on the road. I did want to get in a quick episode, though, because I've heard from so many people that are concerned about what's going on in the stock market right now. It's been a little while since I've done a general market update, and so that's exactly what we're going to do in this episode. If you go back to March and April and even into May, do you remember all the pundits that were just killing themselves to get in front of a camera or a microphone so that they could get out and predict the next stock market crash? These are all the pundits that were predicting a bear market, an economic collapse. They were talking about the worst thing happening since 2008. If you had ignored the pundits and instead bought the dips that occurred over these previous four or five months, you'd find yourself way ahead of the game. And you didn't even have to buy at the lowest point. The optimum time to buy would have been those two times back around end of March, beginning of April, when the S&P hit and bounced off its 200-day moving average. Those were the lows. But even if you didn't perfectly time it, and I didn't perfectly time it, but I did go in and buy the dips. And if you had bought the dips at any point over these past four months, five months or so, when the market was at or below its 100-day moving average, and you had many opportunities to do it. The S&P 500 was at or below its 100-day moving average, not for one afternoon, but for maybe, I don't know, eight, 10 weeks? Certainly at least six. I think it was closer, maybe eight or more. But in any case, go back and pull up a chart. If you had ignored all the gloom and doomers and bought somewhere around or below that 100-day moving average, you would be sitting in positive territory right now and have a gain of somewhere around 3% to maybe 55 maybe even 6%. When I look at the broader markets, when I look at the S&P 500, I absolutely see risk. I absolutely see uncertainty. That's the nature of investing. But I also don't see an end-of-the-world financial collapse scenario like so many of the pundits talk about. And so right now, when I look at the S&P 500, and I look at the peak that the market made right around the end of January of this year, I see a couple patterns there. I see a classic hook and bar pattern that earlier this week it looked like we were going to break out of. I also see a double bottom pattern that, again, we're right at the point of breakout. And if you look at the S&P 500, if we can break out above 2800, which it looked like we were going to do the other day, then I believe this market could go on and make all-time record highs, And that would take us up above around 2870, 2875. And if it can break through that, this market's going to go to 2900 or 3000. Now, will it happen? I have no idea. I can't predict it. But I think there's a whole lot more upside right now than there is downside. And it comes back to corporate profits. Ignore the headlines and go out and listen to what the corporations are saying right now about how much money they're making. And that's why I remain firmly invested in this market. And I think there continue to be plenty of opportunities out there, particularly if you're willing to ignore the headlines and the gloom and doomers. I still like healthcare. I've owned the Vanguard Healthcare ETF. The ticker symbol was VHT. I've owned that for probably a year and a half now. I'm happy with the overall returns that I've received. And I think that fund and I think healthcare in general continue to have runway left ahead of them. I think they're going to keep going up. If you look at what's just happened in the recent week with a subset of that healthcare industry with the biotech, you look at another fund that I own, IBB, and this is just something I purchased maybe, I don't know, a month ago, three weeks ago. 
IBB looks like it's breaking out. It's had a strong breakout above $160. I don't know if it's going to be able to hold above that, but if it does, I think it's going on to break out of its January high. And if it can do that, which is up around $118, if it can break above that, it still has a long way to go before it hits its all-time peak, which was back, I don't know, mid-2015, so like three years ago, has been in a long consolidation period. And it looks like to me it may be breaking out of that. So that means that IBB has an upside potential of somewhere above $132 a share. I continue to like the banking sector and banking stocks. And I've continued to add to those positions as we've seen some dips here over the last four months. The general banking sector right now is below its 100-day moving average. And it could even dip down to its 200-day moving average. But I'm not looking at that as a sell signal. I remain positive and optimistic in the financial sector, and I think these are buying opportunities. I have positions across the board in individual bank stocks as well as broad banking sector indexes, regional bank ETFs, even down to the granular level of insurance companies and financial services companies. I know there are headwinds out there, but I don't see the whole financial system collapsing right now. And on a historical basis, if you buy into those indexes or into those ETFs, when they're around their 100-day moving average, it tends to be a good entry point. And I'm not telling you what to do. I'm simply expressing my opinion and I'm telling you what I have done and the positions I continue to hold. And I make no secret about them. I don't always talk about them here in the podcast. But if you go over to my firm's website, investablewealth.com, you can scroll through my blog posts and see my commentary that goes back better than five years. It's not a secret. It doesn't cost you any money. You don't need a decoder ring. And I'll tell you a couple other sectors that I've owned since last year and that I continue to hold and that I'm still optimistic about in the future. And that's international stocks and specifically emerging markets. Now, again, if you're someone that's out there looking to ignore the gloom and doom and buy into a sector when it's currently looked at in an unfavorable light, and in my opinion, as a contrarian investor, that's the optimum time to buy. You know, you've heard the old expression, the time to buy is when the blood's flowing in the streets. Well, a lot of people will quote that old saying, but no one ever wants to do it because they're always afraid. Well, look what's going on in international markets and specifically emerging markets. Both of those sectors performed very well in 2017, but international markets are down about 5% year-to-date, and emerging markets are down about 10%. If you delve into specific markets, places like China, Brazil, Mexico, they're in bear market territory. They're down some 20 to 30% off their most recent highs. But I view that as a buying opportunity because I look at it this way. Even with all the headwinds of trade wars and tariffs, When I look at countries that are major exporters, these are markets like China, like Brazil, like Mexico. And I don't see that trade coming to an end. Even in places like Brazil or Mexico where they're having a lot of internal political strife right now. At the end of the day, the markets prevail and trade continues. And so while many people would say that emerging markets and international markets are out of favor right now, to me as a contrarian swing trader, that's the time to buy. Well, hey, that's just my opinion. Those are my positions. It's free advice, and it's worth every penny you just paid for it. Am I right or wrong? Who knows? The world's an uncertain place. You're just going to have to come back and tune in to future episodes to see how it all works out.